your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. You want to get in here? Sugarloaf 4, talk at text line 608 785 7914. No Mike Pence coming tomorrow. Also, no James Bond. They're postponing the new James Bond movie, over the, both over the coronavirus. I don't know what to think of this. Uh, ben Wickler, the Democratic Party chair of Wisconsin. Are you, I'm divided over Mike Pence not uh, coming, but also that's okay, but no coronavirus, so or no James Bond. I'm pretty mad. Uh, what are your yeah, thoughts? I mean, I would rather have no coronavirus. Yes, I have James Bond. Frankly, you know, I don't like uh, particularly enjoying Mike Pence personally, but I do think wherever he goes, people become less likely to vote for him and Donald Trump. Okay. So it is, from the, an electoral perspective, I wish he would spend the next six months in Wisconsin and make sure everyone knows how horrible the Republican administration is and how bad their policies are. So the House voted to a bipartisan vote $8.3 billion to battle the coronavirus uh, Pence isn't coming to on Alaska tomorrow for his Women for Trump rally or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he is going to St. Paul, so I don't know what to think of that either. Uh, maybe he realized that uh, if they lose Wisconsin, they'll lose the whole election, and they lost Minnesota last time so they can afford to lose St. Paul again. Uh, that's my best guess. The Trump-Pence record on policies relating to women is just extraordinarily bad. Trump, uh, you know, ran, he promised when he was in Wisconsin in 2016, Trump said, I'm going to be the best for women's health issues. Nobody will be better for women. Nobody will give greater security to our country for women. Uh, and then, you know, right now they're suing to destroy the Affordable Care Act, which protects people with pre-existing conditions. And, you know, pregnancy and rape, domestic violence are all pre-existing conditions in the old way insurance companies ran things. So the, the threat to women's health that this administration is taking to the U.S. Supreme Court right now could not be more vivid. And that might be why uh, Mike Pence wants to run away from our state. I do believe his wife is still coming, though. Do you do you know if that's – do you, do you know? Uh, I have heard that she is coming, yes. Okay, so um, she's, she's not as deplorable as Mike Pence? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I mean – I hold Mike Pence responsible for the actions of Mike Pence. Yeah. Um, if if Jill Pence is in Wisconsin, that means that Mike Pence will clearly be traveling with male staffers according to the Pence rule. Uh, but, you know, he, he really doesn't have a record that he can defend. And uh, he's now, you know, this this guy who presided over the biggest HIV outbreak, outbreak since the 80s in Indiana is now in charge of controlling a pandemic that's nationwide, uh, which is not really a cause for uh, any... Uh, Reduced blood pressure, let's say, when we think about coronavirus. Yeah, and nationwide and worldwide, really. Uh, I don't know where do you want to go. Do you want to, Do you want to go the, the Pence for Women thing? That or not Pence for Women. Trump for Women is always kind of makes me itchy when I hear Trump for Women. And I understand there are women out there that uh, want to vote for Donald Trump. Um, I'm not sure why, but there are. Or the the fact that the administration put Mike Pence just like he's the vice president. Should he is this something odd that we put a, a vice president in charge of something that's very medical, very scientific? I, maybe it isn't. I don't know. There have been vice presidents who've been given major responsibilities, uh, you know, for all the all the recent ones. Uh, Biden took on major challenges. Dick Cheney was actually president when he was vice president. So that was a big deal. Uh, Al Gore did a ton of, of really big stuff under Clinton with reinventing government. So it does make sense. 
except that Mike Pence just has an atrocious, atrocious record on public health. This is like a specific area of demonstrated fatal incompetence. And the idea that you'd put him in charge is very Trump-like in terms of like finding the absolute worst person for the job and giving them the power to, to screw everything up. Uh, but it, it is really not good from the perspective of the country. Uh, there are lots of really strong people, starting with Anthony Fauci, uh, who you know, ran the, the National Institutes for Health, that could have done the job. And Trump wanted a loyalist rather than someone with the expertise to actually protect the lives of people in the U.S. and around the world. Now, I've read some stories, too, about how, you know, if Pence is going to be the coronavirus czar, you're going to want a spokesperson. So that's going to be Pence. Uh, but they, they've kind of said when when health officials want to speak out on on what it is that's happening with the virus, update us with it. Uh, they, lo- they can they no longer speak publicly? Do they have to bring everything to Pence first? Is that is that right? The the word is that when public health officials have spoken frankly about the likelihood of a pandemic, that the Trump administration has gotten freaked out because Trump was trying to talk back the stock market, you know, back up to to the levels it was before the crash, and you know, talking honestly about what might be in front of us might hurt. The, the richest, you know, billionaires who own billions of dollars in stock in America, and that those are Trump's friends. So we're in a situation, you know, I, I still trust what, what a lot of the really brave and courageous public health officials do at the state level and the, the people who've been in the federal government for a long time. Uh, but anything that comes out of a, you know, direct Trump loyalist, you've really got to take it with a grain of salt. And that's a terrible, terrible position to be in when the public urgently needs clear communication that is science-based about how to protect ourselves and our family and our loved ones from this disease. There was a Trump tweet from Barack Obama that explained how the importance of washing your hands and not using up masks so that those can go to medical professionals. That's the best advice that, that we've gotten, but it was from our former president, and I, I wish we had a president who we could trust to get this right now. Uh, we're speaking with Ben Wickler, the Democratic Party chair of Wisconsin, I uh, wanted to come on to to just to, to head off the Mike Pence visit that is no longer happening tomorrow at Stony Creek in Alaska. We're going to take a quick break for news, Ben. If you want to hold tight when we come back, we'll we'll talk some more. All right. Sounds good. Thank right, you. Hold tight. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, shoot me a text 608-785-7914. The Sugarloaf 4 talking text line. Talking with Ben Wickler, the Wisconsin Democratic Party chair. And um, we, we opened the show, Ben, you know, talking mostly about Mike Pence. I know Mike Pence was coming. He, he's not coming anymore, so we don't need to talk about Mike Pence. I'm sick of talking about national Trump this, Trump that, Mike Pence, blah, blah, blah. blah. We talk about that stuff all the time. Could we reel it in a little bit about in Wisconsin? Um, as long as I have you on, there's a there's a voter purge going on in Wisconsin, and uh, the the fight is always like it, it, it loses in in one court case, and then it goes to the next level of the court, and then it wins there or loses there, depending on your you know where you sit. And so, where are we at with this voter purge? So, the the voter purge, this idea that the state should kick 234,000 people off the voting rolls without actually checking to see whether they have in fact moved or, you know, died or become ineligible. Uh, This is something that a right-wing group called the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty sued to try to trigger the purge. A right-wing judge had been, uh, you know, elected with Republican uh, backing, voted in favor of the purge. Then it 
was appealed up, and the, the uh, it was then blocked in a higher court. And then the right-wing group tried to get it to the Supreme Court of the state. And then the Supreme Court, they took a look at it and had a vote. It was deadlocked, three to three, because one justice recused himself, named Dan Kelly, who was up for election on April 7th. So after it didn't pass, the Supreme Court didn't take it up. It went down to the Court of Appeals, which is the second highest court. They blocked the purge, said it was not okay. And what's happening now is that the purge hasn't happened because it is waiting to go back to the Supreme Court. And meanwhile, we're going to have an election for our state Supreme Court seat. So Dan Kelly is a guy who fought in court for gerrymandering. Uh, He uh, fought against anti-corruption rules to to support Scott Walker. He was then appointed by Scott Walker to the state Supreme Court as a kind of thank you guest. He is running for re-election. And if he wins, it's pretty clear that after that, he will unrefuse himself because he'll no longer be up for election, and he'll vote in favor of the purge. So essentially, if he gets in, he's going to cast a vote to kick 234,000 unsuspecting Wisconsinites out of being registered voters. Yeah, and, and the way that yeah. these people are notified, whether or not, hey, do you live here? Can you? They, they get something in the mail, right? Like a postcard, which I immediately throw in my uh, paper recycling bin as long as it's paper. Um, it's just it's just funny the way we go about how do we figure out whether or not these people uh, you know, should be or shouldn't be off the, the rolls. Not only that, the postcard. So when the postcards went out, uh, the plan was that if you, you know, didn't reply to the postcard, then they would follow up through other means to see whether you'd moved. Um, and so it doesn't say that if you don't respond to this postcard, you're going to lose your voter registration. They were just like, do you still live here? And so 90% of people did not respond to the postcard. And all the people who didn't respond are, are set to be purged if this, you know, if, if Dan Kelly's reelected and they go through with the, the purge at the state Supreme Court. So it really, it's really like a stark thing where what happens on April 7th in the Supreme Court race is going to affect whether people are registered voters as they go into the presidential race in the fall. And that is why, not to bring up Trump again, uh, Trump endorsed Dan Kelly for Supreme Court in what's supposed to be a nonpartisan race. Yeah. And there's another, you know, and Kelly, I should say, has also spoken at Trump rallies. I mean, it's a pretty, he's a, he's a Republican operative who happens to be wearing judicial robes. And he's up against an actual judge named Joe Porosky, who you know, has not been a political operative. She's worked, she was a domestic violence prosecutor. She ran the Office of Crime Victim Services. And she's a, an actual judge who believes in civil rights and a fair shake for everybody. And she is running uh, to challenge Dan Kelly. And she's up for election on April 7th. Um, I, you know, she's, she's not beholden to any political party. I personally am really thrilled about her candidacy. And to me, she's the, the image of what a judge should be, which is someone who's trying to make sure everyone gets equal justice as opposed to putting a thumb on the scale to, you know, lean for the Republican Party. Dan Kelly was appointed, uh, you know, to take over a seat that was vacated. Um, does Dan Kelly, you, you talk about Jill Karofsky having all this background in, in becoming a Supreme Court judge. She's kind of, you know, gone through, the, you know, the steps here. Here are the things you need to do to become a Supreme Court judge. You've earned this. Would, does has Dan Kelly earned the the right to become a Supreme Court judge? If you look at his record, no. I mean Dan Kelly. So Dan Kelly was a lawyer working to help Republicans and right wing groups for years and years, and he actually he was on the advisory board of the right wing group that sued for the voter purge. The other board members all funded his campaign, and he's voted in favor. They've come before the court like six times. Every single time, although he has personal connections to it, he has not recused himself, and he's voted in favor of 
the right-wing group, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. And his, his background, he's basically a kind of right-wing activist. He compared uh, affirmative action to slavery in his writing. He was you know, a huge, the huge advocate in court fighting for the gerrymandering uh, that the Republicans have used to hold the hammerlock on the state legislature, even though they keep losing the popular vote for state legislature. They have more seats because the districts are so unfairly drawn. I mean, he's really, you know, he's like a, a right-wing judicial activist. And it's a, it is, there's nothing about him that suggests that he's a judge or a justice except for the fact that he was appointed to that position by his political ally and former client. Um, just looking at uh, some facts about Jill Karofsky, she also could like destroy us all in a race, right? <laughs> not not a Supreme Court race, but literally a race. If we went outside and, and ran and maybe swam across the Mississippi, she's going to destroy us there? She was a Division One college track star who now, like while she's running for Supreme Court justice, uh, she is known to run marathons before doing events in her campaign. And she's doing uh, multiple Ironman triathlons. She's like one of the toughest human beings. Also one of the, like, the warmest and kindest human beings I, I've met. But she is just extraordinarily strong and fast. And, you know, <laughs> uh, she's, oh, I should also mention she was state tennis champion. And she grew up in Wisconsin. So, so. Sounds like a like a, a, an amazing role model for young girls out there to look up to in all aspects. Like you know, politics, civility, athletics. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, my daughter. Uh, my daughter will not be attending the uh, Women for Trump event uh, tomorrow that Jill Pence is headlining. But um, I, I'm excited for her to learn about. I hope soon Supreme Court Justice Jill Karofsky and what she's been able to do because that's uh, you know that's a, the kind of life anyone would be lucky to lead. We're talking with Ben Wickler, Democratic Party Chair of Wisconsin, uh, talking about the Supreme Court race because I'm sick of talking about national politics. I know Super Tuesday happened yesterday, and, and maybe we hit that in a minute. But I just you you just you said something else too. You said Jill Karofsky, she's doing like Ironmans, maybe like 5K. She's running these these they always have these charity races, and and maybe she isn't isn't doing this a lot. But and then she'll hold maybe a, a little rally for people. Meanwhile, uh, last last week. Was it last week? Uh, there was a massacre in Milwaukee, obviously, a, a mass shooting. Uh, the, the gunman ended up killing himself at the, the brewery. Uh, w- while Joe Karofsky is maybe uh, holding rallies after athletic events, and, and I don't know what she did after the Milwaukee massacre, but Dan, Dan Kelly did something that was pretty awful after the Milwaukee massacre, right? So Dan Kelly, I mean, mass shootings are just one of the most heartbreaking things that have become normal in our society. We've had eight in Wisconsin since 2004, and we had this mass shooting on Wednesday that was terrifying for so many people, and six people lost their lives, including the, the shooter. Um, a lot of, I mean, here at the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, we like paused our fundraising entirely and just went dark and and sent out our you know support to the, the families of the victims. Um, Dan Kelly didn't do that. He actually held a fundraiser at a gun range the next day and had the donation levels uh, were matched to different calibers of gun ammunition. Uh, so the people who gave him, I think, $5,000, it would be like you're shooting an M50, uh, 50 caliber machine gun. And uh, he, I mean, it's unbelievably, like kind of offensively and painfully tone deaf to do that. Um, you know, they were advertising it, and he, he was excited about it, and then he was criticized for it. And he's now fundraising about the criticism, which is just like, have some respect. I mean, this is, he, he's, 
his whole sort of MO has been to be proud as a show for right-wing special interests. He's sided with big oil, you know, to, to prevent communities from being able to get compensation from oil spills. Uh, he supports uh, diverting taxpayer dollars into voucher schools and, and Betsy DeVos. And then here he is with the, you know, if you, you can believe in the Second Amendment and think that we should have responsible gun safety laws and that we should honor people who have died in a mass shooting. But his thing is to just go out there and fundraise at the, at the, at the firing range and brag about it in his fundraising emails after he's criticized for it. It's, it is it's just it's alarming to see, and it is so far from what you want in a judge who's supposed to be deciding things on the merits of you know the law and the case in front of them, as opposed to being part of this right-wing ideology and and sell it to the gun lobby. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's pretty awful. Like I just like and kind of want to just punch him in the I don't know. Anyway, so moving on. Oh, let's I, just defeat him at the ballot box. Yeah, right. April seventh. Go. April 7th, go vote for Jill Karofsky. She seems like the uh, kind of a, an awesome person. Um, and maybe I'll call her up and, and have her on and, and see if she's actually an awesome person on the air. Um, okay, so I know we, we got like two minutes left. Super Tuesday obviously happened uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Um, I won't forget it like uh, other people that have forgot what day Super Tuesday was on. Um, but uh, did it surprise you at all? And, you know, how does this fare as Wisconsin comes to vote? I don't. I can't imagine anyone in America who doesn't feel like their head is spinning with the way the last three days in, in presidential politics have gone. I think the thing that is really clear is that we have work to do in Wisconsin, and the primary might be going on for a while. And we have to, you know, the presidential primary here is April seventh. It's the same day as, as the Jill Karofsky election. So when you vote for your whoever your presidential candidate is, vote for Jill for justice. Uh, but what we have to do in Wisconsin is to build a presidential campaign, um, knowing that we might not have might not have a nominee for several months, and that that is okay. We had a long primary for governor, and we were able to defeat Scott Walker and elect Governor Hoover. So let's just let's just put our heads down and do the work. Talk to our friends and neighbors, uh, get people excited about the ideas that every Democrat has in common about protecting and expanding healthcare rather than taking it away the, the way that Trump is trying to do right now with the Affordable Care Act, uh, and. Then once we have a nominee, uh, come this summer, uh, we'll be ready to go. And that is that was my big takeaway from, from Super Tuesday. Yeah. Um, what do you see as most important? Because when I was reading about, you know, how the vote went yesterday, I, I feel like still a lot of young people aren't voting. Is it, is that the most important people to get out to vote? Like, do we need to do we need to approach young people different to get involved in politics because it's their future, or or is there another category of person out there that 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 maybe uh, people need to appeal to 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 go vote? You know, three out of the last five presidential races in Wisconsin have come down to less than one percentage point in terms of the margin. So I expect this to be very close, and when it's that close. Any group of people can make the difference in the entire race. It could be, uh, you know, our elders. It could be people who are in college or, or college age, you know, young people just out of high school. It could be uh, millennials. It could be boomers. Anybody. Um, shifting who they vote for or whether they vote by a couple of percentage points could tilt the entire state. And Wisconsin is the state, if any state does it, Wisconsin is the state that will tilt the entire electoral college. So I, I think it's an all-of-the-above strategy. We know that there are huge changes in the youth vote from election cycle to election cycle, and there are huge swings between Democrats and Republicans among people who vote every time in Wisconsin in particular. Uh, I think 
we have to talk to everybody. And the thing I want every Wisconsinite to know is that their vote could actually make the difference in the presidential race and thus affect all of human history. It is, it is a superpower that every Wisconsinite has that the rest of the country can't even touch. And I, I expect and will be working every day to maximize voter turnout in our state because there's no other way we're going to win. All right, Ben Wickler, Wisconsin Democratic Party Chair, thanks for spending some time with us, and I'm sorry that Mike Pence isn't coming to Onalaska tomorrow to visit <laughs> your state. I am glad that Onalaska will survive uh, the missed encounter with our vice president. All right, thanks, thanks a lot, Ben. Take care. All right, that was Ben Wickler, Democratic Party Chair. Wanted to come on to preview the Mike Pence visit, but Mike Pence canceled today because he is dealing with the coronavirus, though... He is still going to St. Paul tomorrow night where there are more people and I feel like the coronavirus would be more prevalent in a large city like that versus uh, little Onalaska. So I guess Onalaska, not not important enough for uh, Mike Pence to come do a Women for Trump rally or a coronavirus anti-rally. So, all right, we're going to get, we're a little late here. Scott's comment in the news coming up. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914, the Sugarloaf Ford, talking text line, talking with Ben Wickler, Democratic Party Chair of Wisconsin. We wanted to preview the Mike Pence visit, but about an hour before the show, Mike Pence canceled his visit. Dealing with the coronavirus, apparently. He is the coronavirus czar. And along with that, Pence, all, Pence is going to St. Paul tomorrow night. So I guess on Alaska, not, not good enough for Mike Pence. Too busy. Too busy dealing with the coronavirus. Can't go to his Women for Trump rally at Stony Creek. Uh, Eric from Sparta has been waiting. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, it's a left-wing radical. It's on your program, Um I'm kind of wondering, will you give equal airspace for uh, uh, the Republican side of the picture, or is that free air, just free advertising for the Democrat Party? Now, number one, I wish that, I could call... That was number one. Huh? That was number one. This would be number two. I uh, wanted to ask him about his, his uh, hatred of guns and hatred of anything Republican or anything like that. I have a lot of these guns, and every, every damn one of them I know that he hates. But I like them. So, but I bought those legally in their mind. This guy is a freak, and I'm going to tell you something. I demand, I demand from WIZM to have an equal side of the situation so, so as Eric, politics goes as far as uh, on your program. Eric, last Please. week after the uh, Milwaukee mass shooting, did you go out and shoot your guns and celebrate how wonderful it was that you, you were able to have guns? What kind of a question is that? Well, that's exactly what Dan Kelly, who's running for Supreme Court, did. So he held a rally at a gun range celebrating gun gun rights, I guess, uh, the day after a, a mass shooting in Milwaukee. So that's where he's at. So that's what we're that's that was Ben Wickler's take on guns. It wasn't he hates guns. It was that he dislikes and disapproves of Dan Kelly holding a Supreme Court nominating rally at a gun range the day after six people were killed, including the gunman, at a mass shooting at a brewery in Milwaukee. All right, we'll go back to the phones. Uh, who is this? Number three. Number three. Number three. 
Hey, hey. How, how you doing, pal? I'm, I'm good. That's good. I want to give you the road report this morning at 9.15. Oh, I have a road report for you, too. What is it? Well, you give me yours, I'll give you mine. Well, I took the wife's car and took off for Toma today, and I went from Broadview Place north to Ward Avenue. Okay. Going into town, and I was at 35 miles an hour. That's the speed limit. I know it. Oh, okay. And I got passed by nine cars. <laughs> okay. Passed by nine. All right. So at, let's see here, 7.48 a.m. today, uh-huh. I got a road report on Mormon Cooley. Going 30 miles an hour, speed limit's 35, great improvement, stopped at every light as well. So that was the, the road report I got from uh, Stoddard Native. Okay. She should listen how Mike Hayes plays stop sign bingo. <laughs> okay. Now, I always thought you played bingo in a church base, but but Mike Hayes plays it on a highway. I don't know how he does it. Oh, I'm getting a road report right now, going 35 on on, on Mormon Cooley right now. Getting a road report. Somebody is. Yeah, okay, stop texting well, and driving. Okay, well, citizen like I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. And and the gas price in West Salem today, 225 down four cents from Friday. Dang, I just filled up my tank, too. Though I'm getting a new car pretty soon, so it better have a full tank. Whoa. Hey, I got a big motor in it? It does not, but it does have turbo, if that's it. It's got a 1.5 okay. liter in it. It's pretty dinky, actually. All right. Well, that's all you maybe can handle. Well, I'm going from a, a supercharged 3.8 liter V6 to a four-cylinder 1.5 liter. It's going to be well, a that'll big... that'll get you around Riverside. You and Millie will have a nice... Just make the window down so she can stick her head out. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. She actually hasn't been able to sit in this one. I should have brought her on a test drive. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm At least I'm getting 40 miles a gallon, though. That's why I'm getting a new car. Okay. Hang in there. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call. 608-785-7914. Sugarloaf Ford... Sugarloaf Ford talk and text line. Uh, Eric, I did, I did, I, I kind of, I forgot that Eric cried about this. Uh, that it, it, this is, uh, what did he, how did he put it? That he demands a Republican voice come on the air, which is super funny because I believe the 11 hours before I'm on and however many hours after, I know Ramsey isn't like doing political talks, but he's, Definitely not a liberal. Uh, but 11 hours before my show, Eric, I think you're getting enough Republican talk. And uh, if, if anyone reaches out to me and asks to be on the air, that's, you know, of some political spectrum that, uh, that I'm okay with. I can't be just some crazy person like Eric. Uh, oh, wait, I put him on the air, too. Uh, if somebody reaches out, if Dan, uh, Bill Fian was it Bill Fian reached out and wants to get on the air and talk, I will put him on the air. He hasn't reached out. Ben Wickler reached out to me a week ago. We set it up. That's that's where we're, I'm at. So not opposed to having anyone on the air to talk about stuff. Uh, I did get a text here. I'm not sure who the text is. How about a pro-Republican show from Mike Hayes in the morning? So I listened to it until the weatherman and switched to NPR. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you do you demand for Eric? Are you listening to Mike Hayes in the morning? I, I Mike Hayes, you know, he's mixing it up a little bit. But uh, are you demanding Democratic voices on on Mike Hayes' show in the morning? He does have Joe Heim on, so I, I don't think uh, I don't think Hayes is going pro Republican the whole time. Um, but we we see we see things a little bit differently, but we get along just fine. 
Uh, all right, we'll go back. Let's see here. We'll go back to the phones. A uh, couple guys calling in. Uh, Pete, how's it going, man? You're on the air. Good, good. Uh, aren't you glad I'm not a Republican? I'm I'm a populist. I'm neither a Democrat I, nor a so Republican. So everyone says so. everyone says they're what are you? You're a moderate, a liberal, Republican, a conservative. Uh, what's the uh, libertarian guys? A li- like a libertarian. Um, yeah. Uh, there's the one where you're not really anything. I can't think now. I can't think of the one that every most people are mod- uh, independent, right? But you say populist, so I, I guess I don't populist. even. I don't. I, what's populist? Just w- g- give me. Populist a- is populist is friendly relations and trade, no foreign entanglements. It's okay. that simple. Okay. Okay, so I mean, you know, as far as national national politics goes, it's friendly relations and trade, no foreign entanglements. And it's it's simple. It's real easy, and it's common sense. But I, I wanted to take issue with. Um, uh, uh, that uh, fella over in Alaska saying Pence didn't have any uh, um, uh, experience or he bubbed it all up down in Indiana. But, you know, as much as I read from it, uh, the, the state health inspector, the state uh, health commissioner, uh, was praising him, said he did a great job. So... I don't know where was he getting this information from. I I, you know? I would just go go read about the HIV outbreak in Indiana. Do you hear a lot about HIV outbreaks in the United States? There was one in Indiana, so I guess you. Yeah, I'm not going to get into I did, it, but but I read it from the state health uh, 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 website down in Indiana, and uh, well, are they going to talk about how often tells the story? Doesn't it? Is the is the state going to if the state bungles something? Are they going to? Are they going to be honest with you and go, sorry, we totally bungled the HIV outbreak. Our fault. My bad. Uh, well, no. you, guys, you guys are big statists anyway. You know, you're, you're all for the state. So some Democrat comes along and they don't like Mike Pence, and all of a sudden they start making stuff up. But if they went over to the state, which they admire, adore, and throw up in uh, high esteem and read the, uh, uh, the commissioner's report, you would find out he did a great job. So, so I'm wondering who, in their infinite wisdom, came up with Mike Pence doing a bad job. Who, in their infinite you know? wisdom, came up with the vice president being the head of the coronavirus? Why don't we appoint some somebody in that field to do that? Well, like who? Anybody that's in in that field? I bet there's a thousand people that that would would be better and more knowledgeable than Mike Pence. Mike Pence isn't yeah, even already uh, handled it. Mike Pence isn't even good in front of a crowd. Like he put, he lulls everyone to sleep, which is probably kind of the point. Uh, but all right, thanks for the call, Pete. I, I don't want to argue about Mike Pence anymore. He's the most boring person in the history of the world. Uh, why are we talking about him? All right, Trouble Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. Go. I'd like to make a few points, Rick, and I'm hoping that you hear me out. The first one I want to make is that you quite often, Rick, read the news. You also actually write the news on the Wisdom site. It's uh, The articles are by Rick Solon. So today when you have a guest on, you inform the guest that there's a voter purge going in Wisconsin, and, and that's not true. What we have in Wisconsin is we're getting rid of some people who didn't play by the rules. So that's the first point I want to make. They didn't Next return a postcard in the mail? <laughs> so, Well, no, that, that's, uh, you, you need to get the facts on that, and then we'll go from there. Okay, anyway, what are the, the facts? What are the facts? That, uh, Kelly, Kelly going out to the gun range, that was something that was prearranged, and there's nothing wrong with that. I encourage everybody, every time there's a mass shooting, go practice with your handgun. 
and then possibly somebody can stop these maniacs when they start shooting at people. Uh, me and Eric have never shot anybody yet, and uh, and most your uh, stable citizens won't. So- All right, so that's thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, yeah, when when you uh, plan a rally at a gun range and a mass shooting happens probably just cancel the rally and say do the thoughts and prayers thing we thought it was our best interest to uh postpone this because of the situation that happened in milwaukee pretty pretty easy to do uh kobe bryant uh the one of the greatest nba players of all time if you didn't hear he died in a, a helicopter crash a couple weeks ago the lakers played in a game not long after that they canceled the game the lakers and the clippers two la teams they canceled the game they could have played the game but they canceled it so because one of their former players and former, you know, Los Angeles icons died. So it's pretty easy to just, you know, do the right thing and, and cancel the the gun range rally after a mass shooting. I mean, this is the easiest thing in the world. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. I'm wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. A couple of minutes left here if you want to get in. I know there's a ton of texts. Really hard to read texts. I did get a road report. Somebody was driving 35 again on Mormon Cooley. Go on this PM. I guess I said that one already. Uh, Fred texts in, why do you put partisans on that simply praise partisans like Obama? Okay, so you talk about Obama. So I'm done. I'm done reading the text. Bring up Obama. He's president like, what, four years ago? We're doing stuff. Move on. All right. Go back to the phones. Uh, Tom, Southside Tom is on the air. Tom, you want to talk about the uh, the Second Amendment? Yeah. Okay, it's go ahead. Inalienable right. Yes. What's that? Either you have a choice to have a gun or not to have a gun. You have the right to have one, but you have the choice to have one, or the choice not to have one. Yes. Uh, sure. You have the right to have one you, you, you and, have, and the you choice. You have the right to bear an arm. Yeah. But it's a choice. You, I don't have the right to a gun, Rick. Okay. They took it away. Sure. Okay. Are you, okay. Are you mad about but, that? Do you want a gun? No, I don't want a gun. I've never had a gun. Yeah. I shot a gun when I was a kid. My dad took me to the quarry. He taught me how to hold it. He taught me how to load it. He taught me how to cock it. He taught me how to fire it. And that was the last time you had a gun, huh? Clean it and put it back in the box. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you don't have the right to have a gun. Uh, I guess I I understand what you're saying. It's a choice, Rick. You. I don't have the right, but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of American people who just don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people don't. Um, thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, go back to the phones. I think Eric wanted to talk about Kobe Bryant. I just I talked real quick about Kobe Bryant, but Eric, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tell you, I'm, I'm sad for Kobe Bryant. I really, really am. I think everybody, right or left, feel sad about that. And this coronavirus, the Congress is, is doing a sandy. They're getting a, a bipartisan support for it. And this, this guy, this jackass that you put on there first, he thinks everybody's a bunch of fools because they're Republicans. And this is a bad, bad situation. You're going to have a wreck. Thanks a lot. All right. Did, did Eric just threaten that I'm going to get the coronavirus? 
I'm not 50 yet, so I think if anyone over 50 is really, that's when the percentages go up um, for it being dangerous to have. Bob texted in and he said, why didn't anyone criticize Obama for appointing a lawyer as the Ebola czar? Your show is so biased. I wasn't on the air when Obama appointed a lawyer. I was over there. I mean, I was probably in here, but um, I didn't I didn't have the power to criticize Obama for appointing a lawyer as the Ebola virus czar. Um Sounds sounds silly. I don't know if it's true. I wasn't paying attention then. But this is what's happening now, so I'm going to criticize the things that I feel are criticizable in the here and now. I'm not going, I'm not going again, we're going back to Obama. It's funny. Uh, let's see. Another call. Uh, yeah, caller, who is this? Yeah, uh, Steve. Hey, Steve. So, Rick, is this your show, or is it, is it, the, is it the, the Rick NPR show? <laughs> the Rick PR show, or the RPR it, show, yeah, I, I, is it, or is it for the? Is it for people to call in and, and have um, an unbiased opinion? I mean, well, they can criticize people that that are Republicans, and it's kind of sad because I understand you're you might be a Democrat, you might be a, a liberal socialist. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like you are, but I just hear you with these other callers, and you know, maybe Dick Records should be um, listening to this and see how you treat people that call in. And I know Dick Record, and I think seconds. I am going to give him a call and just have him um, check into this because I think I think you're a joke for the radio. All right, thanks for the call. I am a joke. That is that's the whole point. It's funny. It's like a, not a, try not to do a serious show, but sometimes it, it goes it gets a little off the rails. Anyway, we'll do it all again tomorrow with Keith Knutson. I might bring Joe Hyman here too and do dueling political scientists. I left a message with Joe Hyman. We'll see. All right, see you guys. Thanks.